It's good to be here today. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Yeah, it's good to be here today. I just want to welcome you. Uh, again, we have our dream team in the house, so you guys are awesome. And uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to be uh, do it, continuing doing our dream team training as we lead up to the launch of the Cedar Elm campus. And um, so, so that's awesome. So, and I want to take a second, and I just want to welcome all of those that are tuning in with us online. Could we just give it up for all of those that are watching online? Thank you for tuning in this morning. So really quick, I just want to take a second and um, I just want to give you an update on the Cedar Elm building. Last week, Pastor Ben made the announcement that um, we are pushing the launch date back a few weeks. We were originally planning to um, launch on August 23rd, but we've had a couple of things hold us up. And so we're going to be launching now on September 20th, which it actually really turns out to be perfect because that's right in the middle of a season that um, is just the perfect time to launch a church. And so it really just turned out for to be a blessing for us, but the contractors, they're working really hard. They're working fast. And um, this will give us the extra time to prepare and uh, do everything in the spirit of excellence. So mark your calendar for September 20th. You don't want to miss out on that day. It's going to be awesome. September 20th, we're going to be launching the Cedar Elm campus. Um, also, we've had uh, an incredible time in the, the last few weeks of our 21 days of prayer. Man, it's been awesome. We've been showing up at 6 a.m. every morning. Many of you have been here. It's been awesome. We just... We've been really digging in and leaning into God's presence. It's just been a wonderful time. And um, I, I just want to celebrate that over the last two weeks, we have seen 915 hours prayed in this room right here. It's been awesome. If you haven't had the opportunity to, to come to 21 Days of Prayer, um, look, I would just encourage you. We have six more days. You can make it. I know it's early. Bring your coffee to get you going and, and lean into God's presence. And it's just been really awesome. Um, so today we are in week three of a series that we are calling Frequency, okay? And what we've been learning about is how to cut through all the noise and how to hear God's voice in the middle of all the chaos. How many of you guys know there's a lot of chaos in our world right now? There's a lot of opinions, there's a lot of influence, and really it doesn't matter what we think about that because all that matters is what God says about it, okay? And so we've been learning how to hear the voice of God, and today we're gonna be talking about why God speaks to us and how God speaks to us. So our theme verse throughout this series has been found in John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, and it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. So the sheep listen to the voice of the gatekeeper. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I think that's so cool because we don't serve a God that just talks at us, just talks at a group of people. He knows you by name. And he calls you by name and he leads you by name because he's the kind of God who's up close and personal. And he's the kind of God that wants a personal relationship with you so that he can call you by name. And it goes on to say that when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. You know, sometimes it can, it can be kind of difficult and we can get kind of confused like, God, is that you speaking? But as his children and the people of God, we don't have to be confused. We can know the voice of God. 
but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. So this kind of lets us know that there are other voices out there that are competing for our attention. They're, they're competing to influence us, but we have to be able to recognize the voice of God and not follow the voice of a stranger. And we have the ability to do that. You know, there's a lot of people that think that God doesn't speak anymore. God has stopped speaking. Um, But Dallas Willard says, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. I want to tell you that God loves you. God is still speaking. God wants to be up close and personal with you. And you know, as I was preparing for this, one of the things I was thinking is that more than just us learning that God still speaks and more than us learning why God speaks and how God speaks, how cool would it be if you actually experienced that? If you actually experience God speak to you while you're sitting right here and maybe those that are tuning in online, I don't know where you're, where you're watching from. Maybe you're in another state or another country, but I believe that in the next few moments, if we'll lean into the Holy Spirit and be sensitive to God, that he's going to be speaking some things to you. I believe that God wants to speak to you. So let's talk about why God speaks to us. Matthew chapter one Verse 23 says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Can I tell you this morning that God is with you? In the darkest moments of your life, in the most lonely times of your life, that God is with you? You might be um, dealing with a bad report this morning. Maybe you're having chaos in your family. Maybe you're overwhelmed by anxiety and fear because of everything that's going on in in this world. But I wanna encourage you, God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. But the first reason that we're gonna cover is that God speaks to facilitate friendship. How cool is that? That God wants to be your friend. God, he's not this God just sitting up there all mad at you all the time. He, like, he wants to be your friend. The Bible tells us in Exodus 33 and 11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. So God wants to be your friend. And I just think that's so cool that the everlasting, all-powerful God of the universe, the one who created all of this, that he's so big and he's so powerful but he wants to be your friend. That he, he, he's not too important for you. That he knows you by name and that he wants a personal relationship with you. You know, and maybe you're lonely this morning and you're searching for, for friends. Maybe you feel like you don't have a friend. I wanna tell you that God will be that friend for you. And maybe God's speaking to you because he wants to facilitate some friendship. And I'll tell you this, we're getting ready for our, our small group semester that's coming up. And maybe you feel God that he's tugging at your heart saying, hey, Maybe it's time for you to join a small group. Maybe it's time for you to get involved in a small group. Maybe God's doing that because he's wanting to facilitate some friendships with some like-minded people. Because small groups is one of the best places that you can build life-giving friendships with people that that are like-minded and we're all pursuing after God and, and we're all dealing with problems. So if God's putting that on your heart, maybe he's trying to facilitate some friendships there. The next reason that God speaks is to give guidance. Can I tell you this morning that you can depend on God to give you guidance, that he will lead you. He is your shepherd. 
that he will not lead you astray. And, and the, the cool thing is that God, he sees the end from the beginning. So therefore, he is qualified to give you guidance for your life. He knows better than you do. And sometimes we feel like we know best what we need, but we got to trust that God can give us guidance. Um, some, and, and sometimes a really difficult thing is that when God tries to give us guidance, we don't want to change our direction. And that's tough sometimes because we're going down a path and we're like, but God, and maybe it don't even look that bad to you, the thing that you're pursuing. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a boy or a girl and you're like, I really want this relationship here. And God's trying to guide you away from that relationship. And you're like, but God, why? She's so fine. She, he's so cute. I, I want it so bad. And she raises her hand. But maybe God sees from a different perspective than you. And he's saying, you know, you really don't need that relationship in your life. And he's trying to guide you away from that. You have to trust God to guide you. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 says, Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. You're not going to keep yourself on track. Your friends aren't going to keep you on track. Your spouse ain't going to keep you on track. God is the one that will keep you on track. And, and the, the third reason of why God speaks is to provide perspective. And this one's really cool to me. God speaks to provide perspective. I want to tell you that not everything that you see is what is actually going on. Let that sink in for a second. Not everything that you see is what is actually going on. What does that mean? God has the ability to see from a whole different perspective than we can. See, there's two things at work here. There's a natural realm that we can see with our natural eyes. We can look and we can see what's going on. But then there's another one at work, and it's the eternal realm, or supernatural realm. And the really cool thing is that God has the ability to see from both of these realms at the same exact time. While we can only see from the natural realm, God sees from a different point of view. And the Bible tells us that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It hasn't even entered into our hearts what God has in store for his people. But I want to tell you that God is going to reveal it to you through his Holy Spirit. If we will be sensitive to what he is saying to us, he will reveal it. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that we, we can't see. So I want to put it like this. You have to put hearing in front of seeing. You have to put hearing from God in front of what you see. So instead of responding to everything that you see, respond to what God is saying to you. And so instead of us responding to everything that's going on in the world based off of what we see, things look terrible, things look like they're falling apart, we have to respond based on what the Spirit of God is saying. And he's telling us that as a church that we have to unite together and go out into the world so that we can make a difference in this world together. So we have to respond by what the Spirit of God is saying in this time. God has chosen us for this time. We are in this time for a reason, and, and God has a purpose and a plan for us, okay? So God speaks to us in, in a lot of different ways, and we're going to cover, uh, we see many different uh, ways that God speaks throughout Scripture. We're going to talk about one way that God speaks, because I believe it's most common, and I believe that, that if we're not careful, we can miss it really easily, and that is God speaks to us in whispers, 
Some of you maybe know it as the still, small voice. He whispers to us. We're going to talk about a story in First Kings chapter 19. And to give you a little background on it, basically, I, I don't have a lot of time to go into it, but I would encourage you to go back and look into it. But basically what's happening um, in this in this. Uh, the context for the scripture is that uh, the prophet Elijah is running away from some people who are chasing after him. They're trying to kill him. They're trying to take his life. And he gets to this place where he's kind of like at the end of his rope. And he's like, okay, God, I, I need you to step in now. And I need to hear from you. And we pick up right here. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. He's speaking to Elijah in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. Key right here. But the Lord was not in the wind. I think if I'm Elijah, I'm pretty confused right now because God just said he was about to pass by. And then this big, huge thing happens. The, the wind blows, shatters the rocks, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Where are you at, God? These two huge things have happened, the wind, the earthquake. And then it goes on and it says, it goes on after that and it tells us that after, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And so these crazy, wild things are happening right now. And the scripture's telling us that God was not in those things. And I think a lot of times we're like waiting on God to speak and we expect him to, to speak to us in the most wild and the most crazy ways and, and the most chaotic looking things. But I think that a lot of times God allows those things to happen because he's really just trying to get our attention so that we could just lean in and we can hear what happens next. After the fire came a gentle whisper. God speaks to us in whispers. And I'm going to talk about four things that God whispers to us. And the first one is he whispers encouragement. I believe that God whispers encouragement to us all day long. I think when you wake up and you're feeling discouraged, I think throughout the day when the enemy is attacking your mind, when you receive a bad report, when things aren't going like you want to, like you want them to, I believe that if we would just really tune into what the Holy Spirit is trying to say that we would see that God is whispering encouragement to us. You know, some people think that God's the kind of God that he's just sitting up in heaven mad all the time and waiting to come down on us like the hammer of Thor. But, and he's just waiting to fuss at us all the time. But can I tell you that God is not up there just fussing at you all the time? Hey, you better get your tail to church. You, you ain't read your Bible this week. You need, you need to read your Bible. God's not that God that's fussing at you all the time. God whispers encouragement. Check out what the Bible says about this. Romans 8, 16, the Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart and tells us that we are God's children. God don't fuss at you all the time. He calls you family. God, God is still in love with you. He's never stopped loving you. And, and I believe some of the things of encouragement that God would say, I wanna share with you. I think the first one, thing that he would say is, you're my child. I think that's what God wants you to know this morning. You're my child. That no matter what you do, that he still loves you. That you can't outrun his goodness. 
You know, and you might say, I don't deserve to be God's child. I don't, I don't deserve that. But can I tell you that God sees your mistakes, God sees your flaws, and he loves you anyways. He knows what you did last night, and he loves you anyways. And I'll say, he may not necessarily be pleased with your behavior, but he loves you anyways. I think about my childhood. You know, there were a lot of times when I really messed up. I really got things wrong. And I remember thinking, man, my parents, they're going to kill me when they find out about this. And, and there were times that I would go to them and confess. And then there were times where I got caught in lies, you know. And I remember feeling like my parents, and you know, they corrected me. They weren't pleased with my behavior, but they never stopped loving me. They never stopped loving me. And that's how God sees you. The next thing that, that God would say to you is, I love you. He would say, I love you. And God has this agape, unconditional kind of love, and he loves you. And I want to say that it doesn't matter how far you try to outrun the love of God. You can spend your whole life trying to outrun God's love, but you'll never outrun it. He'll constantly be pursuing you. He'll constantly be showing you love. You'll never outrun it. God loves you. He's for you. And the next thing is, I'm proud of you. Maybe you're like, what? What? Why would, God must not really know who I am if he's proud of me. He must not really see the, what's inside of me. But I want to tell you that God doesn't see you as what you currently are. He sees you as the person that you're becoming. He sees your growth. He sees your progress. He sees that you're pursuing after him. And God is proud of the person that you're becoming. Isaiah 55, 3 says, pay attention Come close now. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. I'm making an everlasting, a lasting covenant commitment with you. The same that I made with David. Sure, solid, enduring love. God speaks words that are life-giving and, and nourishing to us because he loves us. And he always seeks to encourage you. He doesn't beat you up. He always seeks to encourage. The next thing God whispers is he whispers warnings. You might have heard someone say, man, I got to check in my spirit. Basically what that is, is when you're like, oh, you got to do something. It's like, oh, you better not do that. Hold up now. And you feel that check in your spirit. That's God whispering warnings to you. You know, Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 7, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit did not permit them. When I first read this, I was like, what? Why would the Spirit not permit them to go preach the Word? But when you look deeper into this, what you see is that had they gone to this place, they would have been killed. And it wasn't their time to go yet. God had more plans in store. So he wouldn't permit them to go. He was warning them because he was trying to protect them. And so God warns us because he sees a bigger picture. And he's trying to protect us from what we're walking into. You know, I'm blessed to be a newlywed, got married back in July. And so I'm still new to all this. I'm still figuring this out. Guys, I still say stupid things that get me in trouble all the time. I haven't learned to keep my mouth closed. But, you know, I will say there are, there are some times when me and my wife, Danielle, we, we might be in a little bit of a disagreement or an argument or something. And I have this really good thing that I think is really good to say pop in my mind. And then it's like, hold up, you better not say that. Close your mouth, don't say it. Dylan told me the other day, just take a bite of food, don't say it. 
And you know, I've come to the conclusion, maybe God is whispering a warning because he knows if I say that thing that I will get slapped, you know? And he's like, better not say that. You know, and God, he whispers warnings to us because he wants to protect us. And, and when God warns us, he, he says things like, don't do it. Maybe don't date that guy. Don't date that girl. Maybe, maybe it looks good on the outside, but God sees the bigger picture and he's saying, look, that guy, that girl, they're going to try to get you to compromise your values and you really don't want to do that. And he's whispering a warning. Maybe it's, maybe it's just harmless flirtation with a coworker and God's saying, hey, you really need to separate yourself from that because if you keep going down that path, it's not going to end well for you. Maybe he's saying, don't do it. Or maybe God's saying something like, in the secret, maybe there's something that no one else in your circle knows about that you've been carrying for a long time and it's weighing you down. And God's saying, end the secret. Let somebody in, someone that can bear the burden with you. And again, I just have to say that's where small groups comes in again, is that you have the opportunity to build life-giving relationships with people that can bear the burden with you, that can help you through tough times in your life. Um, back in Alabama, I had the privilege of, of leading many small groups, and I think it's so cool because people start coming and they have these walls up. And then before you know it, throughout the semester, those walls start to come down as they realize they can trust you, and they take the mask off, and they say, hey, this is, this is what I'm really going through. And they're able to find someone that helps them bear the burden. So maybe God's drawing you to join a small group so you can get someone to help you. Or maybe God's saying, get help. You can't do it alone. It's time for you to let someone in. Allow them to help you. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, now walk in it. So when we start to get off track, we will hear God saying, This is the way, now walk in it. God will tell you the way that you need to go. I can't tell you the way you need to go. Your spouse can't tell you where you need to go. Only God can tell you the way you need to go. The next thing God whispers is direction. God whispers direction. I want to say that you can never go wrong by involving God in your life. No matter how big or small your decision may be, you can never go wrong to involve God in your life. You know, if you're getting ready to make a big purchase, if you're getting ready to change jobs, if you're thinking about moving, step back from the emotion of that thing and ask God for direction. God, do I really need to buy this new car? God, should I change jobs? The money looks good, but, but you know, do I, do I really need to go there? Do I really need to move, God? Involve God and allow him to give you direction. Luke 2, 27, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. This is talking about um, Simon, and years before this, he had been promised that he would see the Savior. And one day, he's just walking down the road, and moved by the Spirit, he follows God's direction and walks in the temple, and there Jesus was being presented. The promise that he had received many years ago was fulfilled, that he saw the Savior in that temple because he followed the direction of the Spirit. And see, God will be specific with you. He'll tell you things like, like, slow down. God will tell you to slow down. 
Maybe you need to slow down before making a big decision. Maybe you need to step back from the emotions of how the idea of that decision is making you feel and ask, God, do I really need to do this thing? Slow down. Maybe you're so busy that you can't hear God's frequency. You can't hear God's voice. And and it's easy to get caught up in busyness. It's easy to. But I don't want to be so caught up in, in being busy that I miss out on what God is trying to say to me. So maybe God's saying, slow down. And then on the other hand, maybe God's saying, come on, pick it up. Do it now. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. It's time to surrender now. Maybe he's saying, I've done a lot of awesome things in your life, and and it's time for you to step up and share that. Lead a small group. Share what I've done in your life with someone else. Make a difference in someone else's life. It's time now. Maybe he's saying, go all in. Just go all into me. And I just have to say that one of the best ways you can do that is through 21 days of prayer. We come in here and we go all into the presence of God and we experience God's presence every morning. And you can get here and you can go all in to Jesus and your relationship with him. These last two weeks have been awesome in prayer and the spirit of God has been here. So if God's telling you, do it now, go all in, do it and watch him do amazing things in your life. And the fourth thing that God whispers to us is he whispers dreams. How many of you out there that God has given you a dream? God's given you a dream. Maybe God's put a dream in your heart. Job 33, 14 through 15. For God speaks again and again. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night. Maybe God's given you a dream. God's put something in your heart. And I'll say that God will put something in your heart that you never thought you would be able to do. That you think, I'm not good enough for that. You know, I'll be honest, a a couple of years ago, when I was in Alabama, I'd been serving as a student pastor, and I was also working a full-time job. And I really felt God put it on my heart that he wanted me to go into full-time ministry, that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. He wanted me to go and, and, and do ministry with my life. And, and I'll be honest with you, you may not believe me, but I didn't want to go to just any church. A lot of people do that, and I didn't want to go to just any church. I wanted to go to a life-giving church. I wanted to go to a thriving and a healthy and a growing church. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is the part, you may not believe me, but it is what it is. I, I really prayed, and I wanted to be a part of a new church plant. I really did. And I remember thinking, I said, there's no way that a place like that would ever want me to to serve there. There, I'm not good enough for that, you know? I'm from, the town I'm from is like 3,000 population, so I was just like, there's no way that I would ever have an opportunity like that. But then here I am now serving at this church, which by the way is like 18 months old. And a life-giving, awesome church. And me and Danielle are getting to live the dream that God placed in our heart years ago. God brought it to pass. And so I want to say to you that if God has given you a dream, that he's just preparing you for what he has prepared for you. That God has got plans for your life. And you don't have to be afraid of those dreams. You can run after those dreams knowing that God is going to fulfill them and he's going to give you what it takes Acts 2, 17 tells us 
In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. God gives you dreams because he wants you to be a solution to a problem in the world. Not just so that you can take your dreams and you can hold it all to yourself and be selfish with it, but so that you can be a blessing to others. And so maybe God is whispering to you today. And maybe he's saying something like this. Go all in. It's time for you to go all in. Take that next step. Maybe you've sat there, maybe you've been watching online and, and you've been saying, you know, I've, I've heard Pastor Ben talking about that growth track every week and I thought about doing it, but I just ain't really sure. Maybe it's time to go all in. Find your purpose. Discover what God put you on this earth for so that you can go out and so that you can make a difference. Run towards those dreams that God has given you. Or maybe God is saying, give me your best. Give me your best. Aren't you tired of just being halfway in? Maybe you've been in this place where you're like, I'm, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of not, I want to serve God, I kind of don't, don't want the commitment. Aren't you tired of that? Give God your best. Now is the time for us to step up in this world and to serve and to make an impact and we can do it together. We can, we can go all in. We can give God our best and we'll do it together and we'll make a difference. And maybe God's saying, make a difference. Make a difference. You know, the beautiful thing is that's part of the vision here at City Hope, to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose so that you can go out into the world and you can make a difference. So maybe God's saying to you, hey, it's time for you to make a difference. Go out and discover your purpose. Find out what God put you here for so that you can go make a difference. And we as a church, we can come together collectively and we can go out into the world and we can be a light in the darkness. Together, we can attack hell. We can attack darkness and we can raise up the banner of Jesus Christ and we can make a difference in this world. Can I get an amen on that right there? Let's make a difference. So look, Lean into this right here. For us to hear what God is saying to us, we have to have a posture. And that is, we have to say, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. I'm open to hear. I'm open to hear. You know, last week, Pastor Ben, he preached an awesome message about Samuel and how God was calling out to Samuel. And, and, and Samuel got to the place where he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. And we have to have this posture that we're open to God for whatever it is that he wants to say to us. I'm listening, I'm all ears, Jesus. And I think that God wants to bring us to this place that before you go to work, students, before you go to school, before you go into meetings at work or before you meet people for coffee or whatever it is that you're doing, that God wants us to get to this place where we say, Lord, I'm going into a situation here and I just wanna be sensitive to what your spirit is saying to me. What would you have me do? God, speak to me in the middle of this situation. You know, a few months ago, me and Danielle, were, we were preparing to get married. We we're doing all the wedding planning and coronavirus made it really hectic and crazy. But nonetheless, we were doing the best we could and it was just a stressful time in our lives. Um, 
And not to mention, I had been remodeling a house and, and I mean, remodeling the whole thing and finally got it ready, preparing for her to move in after we got married and had gotten it ready. And then I got a call from Pastor Ben and he was like, hey, Caleb, what's up, you know? Hey, we're looking for a student and outreach pastor out here in Wichita Falls. And I was like, Wichita Falls? I ain't even heard of Wichita Falls. Where the heck is that, you know? Like, I'm from Alabama. What are you, what are you talking about? That's 12 hours away from home. And, and he was like, hey, you know, I just wanted to see if you'd be interested in, in the opportunity to serve here. Again, that dream that God had put in my heart. And I kind of was like, I was kind of torn. I was like, man, that sounds like the opportunity of a lifetime, but I'm about to get married. I got to get used to being married. And I just got my house done. And, and I was like, I felt all these emotions. I felt really overwhelmed. And me and Danielle came together and we said, you know what? Let's step back and let's ask God what he says. And we said, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. We'll do what you say to do. We'll go where you say to go. It don't matter what you have for us. If you've got it for us, we'll do it because your plans are better than our own. And, and, and we heard God whisper and it was like, it's time to go. It's time to step out. It didn't matter what the situations around us looked like. It was like, it's time to step out. Take a step of faith, follow me. And I can tell you this morning that God is still speaking in the middle of your situation, no matter what it is that you may be going through, God wants to speak to you. And if you'll just step back and say, God, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say? Then he'll speak to you. I can promise you because he did it for me and he'll do it for you. And the next thing, look at this, we have to say, God, I'm eager to respond. I'm eager to respond to what you have to say to me. John says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We have to be eager to respond when God speaks and ready to follow what he says because he has awesome things in store for you. If you would just bow your head in this place, close your eyes. God, I, I just thank you for every person that's here, every person that is tuning in online this morning. God, I pray that right now you would be sent, that, that you would work on the hearts of, of every person that's hearing this. God, I pray that you would begin to speak to them, Lord. And I pray that they would come to you in a posture to say, speak to me, Lord, your servant is listening. And God, when you speak to us, I pray that we would have the boldness and we would have the courage and we would be eager to respond and eager to follow you, Jesus. Lord, give us what it takes to, to take that step and to follow whatever it is that you're calling us to do. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're facing a decision and you need God to speak. Maybe you're here today and you're and you're like, you know, I've been following Jesus and but to be honest, I I just haven't really quite got it right lately. And maybe you're you're like earlier when we talked about you kind of turn to the right or the left a little bit. And maybe God's speaking to you and he's saying, "Hey, this is the way to go. Get back on track." Maybe you're you're watching this and you've never asked Jesus into your heart and he's calling you and he's saying, come home. It's time to come home. This is the way to go. If that's you in this place, if you're in this building 
I just want you quickly, this is a holy moment, so could we please just be reverent, keep your heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you, just lift up your hand. If you need to get back on track, if you need to ask Jesus, if that's you online, if you'll just think about that, reflect, identify yourself and and say, that's me. What I'm gonna do right here is I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you'll just repeat this, from your heart and if you'll mean it from your heart, God will do a work in your life. So pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I come before you and I need your guidance. I need you to help me to make some tough decisions. I ask that you would speak to me and give me direction. Lord, I confess that I haven't got it all right lately. And I ask that you would just forgive me for that. I ask that you would just help me to get back on track. Help me to know you. Help me to have a relationship with you, Jesus. And give me the boldness to respond when you speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Could we just give up a praise right now? God's doing a work in the lives of his people. God's doing a work in the lives of his children. He's still speaking if we will be willing to listen.